What's going on, family? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GP Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing absolutely well. Hope your day is off to an amazing start as we are in the middle of another week, and boy, things are just moving so very fast. It's really crazy to watch how all of this stuff is happening. Be that as it may, I hope you are safe and sound. I hope you are free from illnesses, infections, whatever else you could have that life is healthy and really really good for you shout out to everybody who has joined us by way of social media instagram facebook and twitter at the faction show if you're not following us give us a follow as well you get to get updated on what our podcasts release along with a lot of the news going on in pro wrestling and you'll get to share your opinions as well on all that's going on shout out to everybody who has subscribed to our podcast as well we really really appreciate that if you do me a favor go ahead and rate and leave a comment for the podcast as well this way people get to know what you think and it puts us in front of additional eyes so we've got a lot of news as always to get into let's kick it off with the ratings for monday night raw if you remember last week monday night raw had a bit of an issue as it posted its lowest single hour of ratings ever well this week they brought in 1.69 million viewers which is up about 40,000 viewers from last week at 1.656 million viewers now here's what it is that you need to note Hour one started off strong with 1.847 million viewers. Hour two dropped a bit with 1.69 million viewers. Hour three was down to 1.53 million viewers. So again, they've lost 300,000 viewers from hour one to hour three, which is not a good scenario. But at least the 1.532 million viewers is up from last week's all-time low of 1.455 million viewers. Now, it went up against week nine of Monday Night Football, which featured the New England Patriots against the New York Jets. That show did 9.8 million viewers on ESPN but uh yeah another tough go at it honestly if you look at Monday Night Raw and I will just say Randy Orton as WWE champion is not interesting I don't care what you do and yeah they've got multiple people who look like they have skin in the game be it the fiend Drew McIntyre the Miz with the looming cash in but none of that seems to really interest people because honestly a Randy Orton title reign isn't interesting but that's not my decision to make just merely my opinion but I think the ratings are proving that for sure so that's what happened on WWE Monday Night Raw of course Smackdown's going down this Friday and uh, we'll be giving you that information uh, certainly about the ratings and the like on Monday Uh, some other interesting news and I think this is kind of big AEW yesterday announced the launch of AEW games AEW of course features their EVP Kenny Omega who we know is a big big gamer if you remember in fact Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks had this amazing gaming battle against the New Day that really was a talk of the wrestling industry about a year or two ago well now AEW has officially launched its games division and there were some pretty significant announcements coming from it as well First and foremost, they've announced that they are developing its first ever console game with Japanese developer Yuke's. Now, Yuke's is important 
because they've created what many have heralded as the greatest wrestling video game of all time, that being WWF or WWE No Mercy back in 2000 or so. I remember that game as I played it feverishly on my Nintendo 64. I hope I didn't just date myself on that. But the point is, it was an amazing and memorable game. So the fact that they're going to be working on the next big game for AEW is a pretty big deal to say the least. Now, Ukes has been known for creating all sorts of games for WWE, and they've worked with WWE not just for No Mercy, but on pretty much every WWE video game up until WWE 2K19. AEW also announced a mobile game, which will launch in 2021. Uh, the game will be titled AEW Elite General Manager, and it will allow fans to book their own dream matches and take on the role of GM. You'll get to design a roster of wrestlers, set up matches, run the show to generate revenue, uh, and gain new fans, effects on wrestlers' stamina and morale. It's going to be a pretty significant moment. Also, a second mobile game is coming for AEW. It's called AEW Casino Double or Nothing, and that's going to launch this winter. So, some pretty big moments happening for AEW. Hopping into the gaming genre just make sense for them uh it's gonna be great revenue i can't wait to see how these games look how they feel and how they play i like mobile games for sure so once these mobile games come out for aew i'll definitely be checking them out and uh, hopefully I'll have a good report for you on those games. But remember, the game AEW Casino Double or Nothing drops this winter, and then AEW Elite General Manager drops in 2021. So over the last couple of weeks, I've talked a bit about the NWA, and so I've got some more NWA news to share with you. First of all, last night was uh, UWN, being the United Wrestling Network's Prime Time Live, and on there, there was the crowning of new NWA World Tag Team Champions. As the former champions, James Storm and Eli Drake, lost the title to Aaron Stevens, and the question mark, and we discovered that the question mark is a guy named J.R. Kratos. And Kratos, if we're going to be honest, is pretty jacked. So uh, it's kind of interesting to see that. Congratulations again to uh, Aaron Stevens and J.R. Kratos, the new NWA World Tag Team Champions. Now, if you remember, I asked some questions because James Storm, uh, former, now former NWA Tag Team Champion, showed up at Impact Wrestling uh, as part of their Bound for Glory pay-per-view, which made me start asking questions, what's going on with James Storm? So them losing the titles actually makes a bit of sense to me. Um, in addition to that, in case you did not know, I've been talking a lot about tournaments. There is a tournament going on uh, at the UWN, the United Wrestling Network, to crown their first world champion. Now, since we haven't talked about it, I wanted to share the eight folks involved in this title tournament, which uh, I think you'll find interesting. Eric Redbeard, the former Eric Rowan 
was part of this tournament, as was Fred Rosser, also known as Darren Young, Chris Dickinson, Peter Avalon, who was a part, of course, of AEW, also Rocky Romero, who we've seen as part of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Sean Davari, Kevin Martinson, and Mike Bennett. Both Davari and Bennett have been a part of WWE. Bennett was an Impact Wrestling and ROH. We've seen Sean Davari, of course, in a number of places, including Lucha Underground. So it's an interesting array of talent for the United Wrestling Network's World Title Tournament. They've had several matches, and they are now down to what the finals are going to look like. The finals are going to look like this. Chris Dickinson taking on Mike Bennett to crown a new UWN World Champion. That match will take place two weeks from yesterday. Last night, Chris Dickinson defeated Fred Rosser to head into the finals, and Mike Bennett defeated Sean Davari. So there are a lot of questions, right? And I started posing some of them uh, really in reference to what's going on with the NWA. And here's why I ask that. This show, Primetime Live, it was told to us that uh, it would be the NWA's new television presence post-pandemic. Now, if you remember prior to the pandemic, they had NWA Power, which was just an amazing broadcast. It really had the wrestling world talking. It led to several NWA pay-per-views. Of course, you were able to check it out Tuesday nights at 6.05 Eastern on YouTube. Just made a lot of sense. It was a great look, a great show, great content. It was really, really working. Pandemic hit, power goes away, NWA production goes away. Now they come back as part of this United Wrestling Network primetime live show, which is a weekly pay-per-view. There's that. Then there is the fact that you're seeing more NWA talent and NWA champions in other places besides NWA branded content a.k.a. the NWA Women's World Championship has appeared more on AEW in these last couple of months. So it's got us asking some questions. And I do want to pose a comment that was sent to us from one of the members of the faction family. Gotta shout him out. His name is Jason McNair. And this is what he said. I want to read this to you and then get your thoughts on it. He says, quote, the NWA needs to be sold to Tony Khan and ran as a separate brand, similar to Raw and SmackDown. AEW and NWA stars can hop from brand to brand after the season's end with NWA shows on Sunday evenings at 6.05 p.m., which already has a market, particularly on WWE pay-per-view nights. After sold, Billy Corgan can still work with Tony Khan in the role of an EVP. Very interesting thought. I love it when uh, our friends and family share thoughts with us on what's going on in pro wrestling. So it's a very interesting thought, Jason. I've got a couple of answers for you, though. One of them is this. So during the summertime, during the uh, height of the pandemic, well, I can't even call it the height because really right now we've got more cases than ever before. But be that as it may. Billy Corgan, uh, back in July, made a statement to address the future of the NWA, and uh, this came after the speaking out movement that caused Dave Lagana, the vice president, to be released from the NWA, and a lot of people were asking, okay, is this the end of the NWA as we know it? 
Here's what he said back in July of this year. He said, a quick note about the NWA, which I fought for and won ownership of a few years back. We are not shutting down. So please disregard any and all rumors to the effect. He also said this, the NWA is not and will not be for sale. And those talent who are under contract remain under contract for a reason, which is that we at the NWA are trying to figure out a way to provide our great fans with wrestling content in a very, very tough environment. Let me also share with you some news that Nick Aldis shared back in September when a fan asked him on social media, would NWA power be returning? The fan tweeted that he was sad that the NWA Power Show was gone, and the response from the NWA World Champion was, let me be crystal clear, NWA Power is not gone, stay tuned. So I'm just going to say this and throw this out there and get your thoughts on it. I certainly liked the idea coming from Jason McNair about potentially the NWA selling or working with AEW. Now, what we have seen is there is absolutely a working relationship with AEW. Of course, we saw Thunder Rosa there. Serena Deeb is now the new NWA Women's Champion. Allison Kay, former talent now from uh, the NWA and former NWA Women's Champion, was part of the buy-in for AEW. Um, right now, though Billy Corgan says he's not selling, I wonder if that would be a great option. Because here's one of the things that I think is wildly important for any wrestling brand in 2020. You need your own own branded content these days it's not a necessity for you to be on television per se but there does need to be a space where we can view your branded content and I keep using that term branded content because what's happening right now with the NWA as being part of the United Wrestling Network what they've got going on is being drowned out by other titles and other opportunities. In fact, I kind of look at the UWN Primetime Live show kind of like Super Clash 3 back in the 80s and early 90s. Now, what was that for those who are unfamiliar? The Super Clash pay-per-views, which only happened yearly for three different years, was the AWA's attempt to really work with other organizations to attempt to combat what WWE was doing in the world of pay-per-view. So for a couple of those years, they were able to work with the NWA, ironically. That last year, of course, they had a bunch of different promotions represented, which included, of course, World Class or the USWA and what was supposed to be kind of this title unification between the AWA World Championship and the USWA World Championship. It ended up being in a very controversial match between Jerry the King Lawler and Kerry Von Erich that saw Jerry Lawler win that match after a referee stoppage because of too much bleeding um, and Jerry Lawler still insists that to this day he is yet to be paid for that pay-per-view. Uh, but here's the thing. That attempt didn't work because there were too many cooks in the pot. And it ultimately ended up diluting the other brands that were involved um, because at the top of the heap was the AWA, the group that put this together. 
I'm concerned that the NWA could get swallowed up in this United Wrestling Network situation, considering that the UWN is right now in the midst of a world title tournament. Seems crazy if you're trying to promote the NWA world title as the dominant world championship or the preeminent world championship on your broadcast. Just to give you an idea, there are a lot of independent promotions that are connected to the UWN and that are getting title time. For instance, the FSW Women's Championship was defended just last night. You had an NWA Tag Team Championship match and you had the UWN semifinals. That's a lot of championships for fans to try to look at and determine to see which is the dominant championship, which is the brand we should be paying attention to. So I would say the NWA, if partnership is the way to go, it almost makes sense to do this partnership with AEW for this reason. It's very clear who's who in the zoo when it comes to AEW. And since there aren't, you know, multiple titles in AEW, meaning you have the AEW World Championship the TNT Championship, the Women's and Tag Team Championships, but that's all under the heading of AEW. You don't have Ring of Honor's Championship and the IWGP Championship and the AWA Championship. You see what I'm saying? So I think from a brand consistency perspective, NWA is going to have to make a decision and quick because the NWA power program was absolutely working. I'm not sure that the UWN primetime live is working and I'm not sure honestly if it's really serving the NWA. Let's be honest. It was billed as the NWA's return to television after NWA power shut down production. Uh, should NWA Power return? I'd love to see it. I think the NWA needs a specific branded program for people to really connect with the NWA. Other than that, it's just a bunch of titles on a program that don't have meaning to these fans. But I want to get your thoughts. Am I crazy in my assessment of the NWA? Do you think the NWA should do something different? Should they, in fact, uh, pull out Jason McNair's idea and sell to AEW and work as kind of its own separate brand under the auspices of AEW? I don't know. Just throwing out some thoughts. Want to get your thoughts on that right now. What should the NWA do? And what do you think about AEW games as well? Pretty cool concept, I think. Let us know by way of social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Of course, you can rate and download and subscribe to this podcast and leave a comment as well uh, at your favorite podcast platform, which we are there. Now, remember, it's the Wednesday Night Wars tonight. We've got AEW Dynamite. NXT going down. It should all be amazing stuff, so don't miss it. And until next time, it's your man GP Gerard Bonner representing for my good brothers Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman John Murray. Collectively, we're known as the faction. Solid, my people. Here we go.